0: Games are the latest craze to sweep the country and
1: most of the world too. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. Finish it. I'll be back. It's alive! It's alive! Round one. Okay. Are you afraid of God? No, I'm afraid of... God. Pennywise the Clown. Fight! Hello, 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 and welcome boys and girls to the 61st episode of the Hungry Games Podcast. We are powered by 8Bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm an also humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me today, one partner in crime, the one. best partner in crime, yes. Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim Abraham. How are you doing today, brother? I'm really good. Hello, welcome to you. And to all of the listeners. That's it. It's another duo pod here. That's um it. Recording down in the surprisingly sunny Melbourne. Lovely Melbourne. It's It's been a
0: weekend. It's been quite a weekend. Mm. Uh, certainly one that I'm feeling very much so right now. We're recording the day we usually release the podcast is the day we're recording
1: right now. As, as the listeners know, we are the epitome or the embodiment of fast and loose around here. You know? Professionalism, yes. I say it all the time, Brendan. We
0: need to be professionals, mm. yeah. And this really seems like it's the most professional thing we've done all weekend.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help when you're, you're getting home when the sun's sun's coming up. You know, it's, th- it's the best time to get home. It's, it's those famous. Is that technically Sammy one shot last words? Is that technically the the witching hour? Yes. What's the witching hour?
0: I've heard this term.
1: And I don't know word? my 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 sort of rule to live by um, is nothing ever good happens after midnight. Typically, you know, you you never have like, oh, you can, but like, you know, you don't try and have those in-depth emotional conversations or try to do anything overly serious after midnight, especially if there's alcohol involved. Well, in in the face of that, I would say it's always 5 p.m. somewhere. That's true. Yeah. See, I don't even use 5 p.m. Like I use 12 p.m. Like lunchtime. Well, professional. That's it. Absolute professional. That's it. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta own Take ownership of that kind of uh, mantra, and I do it well. You do. So uh, it's been a weekend. It's been a it's been a fun week as well, Sam. What have you been doing this week? Anything of note? Anything you want to tell our listeners out there? I know there's something pretty exciting that you uh, took part in. Something very super amazing.
0: Something wonderful happened, everybody. Something truly amazing. You found love. I did. I, f- I fell in love with the bloke. Like then and there, man. I was grinning at him like an idiot. Katsuhiro Harada. Came down to Sydney, came down to the Bandai Namco office for Tekken 7. The game that everyone is so sick of hearing about, they're going to Van Gogh themselves.
1: Uh, take an ear off? Both. Take both. Oh, no. Did you take one or two? Just one. Then oh, he, just a then one. Then he mailed it to his, his um, you know love interest. How romantic.
0: I know. Anyway, Harada uh, came down and it was such an amazing night. Uh, we, where do I start? Uh, they had the latest build of Tekken, so there's I think four iterations of Tekken 7 mm-hmm. that have been released over time that have slightly larger rosters as they go. How how long's it been in the wilderness for? Like obviously you can play it in arcades. It's been it's been in arcades since 2016 and there have been four again four releases to patch out bugs or to patch out moves that are, you know, or patching new characters, so they And then to patch in new characters. Ace. So to slowly reveal the the final roster. Uh, where they are now, they've released all of their classic characters. No label longs what I found out, unfortunately. That's your biggest bugbear, right? My, there, yeah, a little it? bit, a little bit. It's kind of, it's, you know, sitting with me. But uh, we got to play the latest version, which included the bears, and it included Eddie Gordo, everyone's favorite Capoeira mm. player. Uh, back from prison. Back from back from the mean streets of Brazil, you uh, I don't actually know what happens after, but yeah, he's back.
1: I, I think he spent some time in, in a Colombian jail trying to... Push cocaine. Just traffic. Yeah. Just trafficking uh, Yeah, heroin. Yeah. Those Across moves, the borders. Those sweet moves he's got only get you so far. Too, yeah. <laughs> and those Colombian police, they don't. They ain't got no time for that nonsense. Nah. Well, anyway, uh, there was a little tournament there.
0: I took Cousin Matthew, Cousin Moo. Mm. Uh, and I'll never leave Friend of the down. show. Fra- fra- not really a friend of mine. Maybe a friend of the show. Mutual acquaintance of the show. Sure. Yeah, actually, I like that. Uh, he came fifth in this freaking tournament. Shout out. Shout out to Moo, but also... I'm, uh, I'm not happy that that happened so now he's got two up on me he's got mm. the EB Games Expo and this which is footage you refuse to release
1: uh, I feel like uh, I feel like it's footage no one wants to see <laughs> I think there's plenty that want to see you in pain in that regard it was awful especially because I you know you're a confident man I'm you know, a, yeah,
0: you, to a fault you, you ride say. high <laughs> constantly
1: <laughs> and you walked into that EB um, Battle Royale um as confident as I've seen you with so much hubris yeah so much hubris yeah and yeah. He, and he just whittled away at that punch by punch by poke by poke yeah and you know it now lives on but, in uh, in let, mythos let's not get sidetracked it's all about
0: Harada he was there answering questions live on the IGN Twitch stream uh, Michael Murray game designer was there as well for Tekken 7 uh, being interviewed by several people in the Australian Tekken community in the gaming industry here uh, the biggest shout out of all for me goes to uh, Yusuf and the guys at uh, the Australian Tekken community mm-hmm. and Osido who helped uh, contribute to the night in such a fantastic way they uh, they really brought the best players Australia had to offer to this event so there was a lot of people there they and run was- a very tight ship they do. They are very tight ship. They, they're a fantastic community. Mm. They are, and I'm not just saying it because I love the game so much. Mm. They
1: really are an amazing community. We should uh, try but, and get used to find the pod one day. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to pick his brain on the inner workings of Oz Hado and and the FGC, the yeah. fighting game community. Yeah,
0: man. He he would do a fantastic job. They've got their own podcast. It's called I Don't Even Listen to Podcasts. Ah, which is an amazing name. It's all about fighting and games mm. in Australia. It's all about the fighting game community. So if you're at all interested, check that out. Um, yeah, look. That was that was it. Uh, it was just really special to be at this event where there was so many people that love the same game I do, and so know, many like-minded individuals. Yeah, we're just there to have a good time. So
1: you came fifteenth out of sixty, right? I came twelfth. This is the fourth time I've told you that. <laughs> I swear, when you first told me you came sixteenth, but then you said fifteenth the other day, and I'll, I'll let you have twelfth you know I'll, I'll let you you don't have to let me have shit that's what, what one of these I went fishing and caught a fish this big story it, it kind of like is um... it kind of is and look
0: you know it's a little sus because that's not documented anyway no no <laughs> but, but uh, we'll, we'll give you 12th but Maddie was there yeah and uh, I feel like because you got 5th he he'll back twelve. Mm. Um, the truth you might say the tech and truth is out there the tech and truth is uh, you been doing anything else I won't talk about this weekend we'll talk about that maybe a bit more together after you talk about the 50 things you did this week what did you do
1: I've been playing a lot of Persona Five. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. This is an evolving story. I am, I'm, I'm pretty into this game now. Like you, you know. Yeah, I know. When I first tried to explain this game, it was like, I was talking Chinese and you were talking Spanish. You know, there was no sense between us. No, oh, no I, sense I, coming out of my mouth. I'm pretty, pretty sure least.
0: I was talking English and you were talking English.
1: But you just I think I was just talking a, gibberish. Yeah, couldn't string a coherent sentence together. So I'm. I understand this world now. I understand the the framework of this game. Mm-hmm. I'm all in that the underlying message in Persona 5 is do not trust adults. That's pretty much the wow. constant, you know, message that this game loves to hammer home. They're all perverts, they're all <laughs> abusers, they're all got hidden agendas, they're all evil pretty much. Right. And that's even some of your um you know acquaintances you have, like your confidants. So you, you you sort of meet and befriend various people from all walks of walks of life in this game. Uh-huh. And the guy that's taken you in at the very start of the game, you know, he was even showing some creepy pseudo pedo layers the other day. Like I rolled in with with my like group of schoolmates, and I, and one of the one of the first people you get in the game, her name's Arne and she's a uh, like half Asian, half Swedish, and like even got a sprinkling of American in her. So she's this like big blonde haired pretty girl stands out amongst a sea of you know dark haired Asian people in the game and and she rolls around with, with sort of our little posse and, and we're having a celebratory meal and all this mm-hmm. and he's just creeping on her, you know, like saying how nice she is and what he's up to and you look good and all that. and I'm just sitting there going, This is unnecessary. You meant to sort of root for this guy as well, but then like even not even though he's this is your he's protagonist, sort of, this is your main guy. No, not the main protagonist. He's like the guy that's brought you in. Oh right, right, right. So, so you've been sort of ousted from from your your your, pre, your city, you know. Let's say your, yeah, your yeah, home yeah. of origin, due to a crime. This guy takes you in because he's a friend of the family. Then he's he ends up being a creeper as well. Like he, he's trying to teach you how to make the best coffee in in Shibuya, you know. He's this coffee aficionado, <laughs> right? So I'm I'm getting pretty good at brewing a, a mean pot. Um, but then he then he sort of just goes and undoes it all by creeping on my friend Arn. Like, come on, mate.
0: This is amazing. What are you doing? And how's, how's the ramen joint
1: that you're working at? It's pretty good. Um, Yeah, it's called uh, Beef Bowl. I think it's just Beef Bowl or Beef Bowl Supreme or something. I don't know. But what it's, the hell? But my boss there is a son of a bitch, right? He, he's understaffed. Just another the pedo adult? No, nah, he's not a pedo. He's just in it for the dollars. He's all about uh. maximizing profit. Like, You do your first shift there. You don't get trained nothing. You don't have anyone there to teach you. It's just he goes, here's your apron. Do all this. And then at the end of the, even at the end of your shift, um, Morgana, sort of one of your other uh, teammates, um, the the little cat that you see yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in a lot of the stills and, and the videos, even he's like, "This isn't right. Why why haven't they you know given the support here? You should tell the boss." And then you just try and approach him, and then he's like, <laughs> "You know, if you don't like this, don't work here." Like it's, <laughs> I love how your in-game problems are people's actual real-world yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time I'm trying to you know conquer palaces and steal treasures and, and sort of open up truth in, in these bad adult also hearts other, and... also other real world problems yeah, yeah like it's it's intense like I'm I'm 40 I think I'm about 45 hours in now so I'm getting close to maybe halfway because all I'm hearing is about a 100 hour game I
0: think I was speaking to Kyron and Joel from Dialogue Options over the mm-hmm. weekend I was saying uh, I think it was Kyron
1: who'd finished it 120 hours Jesus yeah. okay Okay, so uh, I've, I'm a third of the way in, possibly. possibly yeah, 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 but um, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I'm not a big like I'm a big RPG guy, but I don't play a lot of JRPGs. Um, the only real foray I've had into that is a bit of Star Ocean, Final Fantasy fifteen, and now this barely counts. Yeah, barely counts. Yeah. So, but I'm liking what Atlas is sort of putting out here. Um, yeah, I, I still have my issues with their sort of restrictive of streaming and and sort of promoting this game via your gameplay. They can Suck a dick for that, but um, <laughs> overall, I'm I'm really digging it. Really digging it. You know what
0: else they can SD for, Brendan? What can they SD for? For the amount of copies of this game they released, I or didn't release. Or <laughs> didn't release. I called. Uh, so there are two for people outside of Australia. We're gonna cater for you right now. There mm-hmm. are two game stores we really go to. I guess EB Games, JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, which is which is for the for the Americans and the Canadians it's out there. Game GameStop. Yeah, yeah, it's GameStop. Yeah. So. There's no single copy of this game within a fifty kilometer radius of Sydney. Actually. It really is insane. It's stupid. The how well the game sold on day one and that two, three weeks later we don't
1: have fresh copies. Mm. And this is the, the this is the second go-around like it happened with Neo as well. Any of these sort of um Eastern heavily Eastern influenced games that feel like they just bring the bare minimum stock level in just to, mm. you know, justify that first shipment or something. And then when it sells out they go Oh shit, didn't didn't expect it. Then they still bring a minimal shipment in on the second round. Yeah. Like it's it's baffling. So it's you gotta get it digitally. I know I told you this like a week ago and you're like it's gonna take forever to download. It would have been downloaded by now. It would've now. been downloaded fifty times already. Yeah through, by now. Yeah. Yeah. I so know. so have been playing a bit of that. Been playing a bit of Snake Pass on the old uh Nintendo Switcheroo. Yeah, talk to me about this one. So it's How does a snake pass? Pretty well. Pretty well. Le- okay, left to right. Um, graphically, it's it looks very similar to a banjo kazooie, a ukulele, if you would. Maybe <laughs> Mario sixty four. Um, you know, vi- really vibrant colors, um, cartoony um, sort of characters, cute cartoony characters. Okay. Um, you play the role of a snake. I can't remember his name, um, sadly. Apologies, nameless character from from Snake Pass. But you you awaken. Um, you're awakened by your little friend, this uh, this Kingfisher bird and he said, Oh, you know, the world we live in is in some trouble, things are changing, we've got to go help make things right again. And okay. So So that's that's the premise really. Like I'm only on to about the sixth level. Mm-hmm. Um they're they're puzzle levels. So you've got to go and get these three main colour jewels on each level to open up this portal, which would then sort of restore the area you're in back to a, a normal state. But at the same time you can go around and, and sort of get coins there's usually six to ten coins in each game and then there's these sort of blue water air bubble things as well obviously you know with these types of puzzle games or platformers almost where you know it's incentivized to get hundred percent on the level so there's, yeah. there's those elements too so you can either just go get those three main co- um, three main um, jewels or or sort of um, key beacons for that portal and disregard the rest or if you're completionist you can you can battle out the whole level and uh. so so you play this snake and they use a lot of sort of, I guess, real world um, movement of, of a snake. You know, um, to to move to make it go faster, you've sort of got to rotate from left to right to sort of build up that snake momentum. Um, as like as they would slither on as the ground. they would slither along the ground. Okay, you, you hold in sort of the the right trigger to sort of start wrapping around and climbing up stuff. The left trigger is sort of a firm grip, so sort of your tail locks around the bottom, and, and so you're not going to fall off. Right. So there's a lot of traversing, okay. like the the leveling system in the game. There's there's multiple levels, like there's high, there's constant high areas where you've got to climb, sort of these bamboo makeshift bits of area. There's trees, uh, rocks, and so on, and so you've got to try and traverse all this to get some of these items. Um, it's it's a simple system, but it's complicated. Like it's it's complex in the simplicity. I think like there's only a few buttons you need to master, but then the fact that you've sort of got this this sort of um, you know, like it's armless or legless snake where you're sort of trying to move it and it's slithering and moving around. and Yeah. And you sort of, it's it's a juggle constantly where you're pressing the, the A button to sort of lift its head to, to get ready to sort of climb higher. And then you're sort of trying to pace it right. And then you're trying to turn it at the same time. It's, it's, okay. it's clever, clever um, mechanics. Cool. Um, I...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, thirty where, bucks when I get my Switch,
1: I might. Yeah, thirty bucks, um, digital only. I don't think they've done physical copies, but really interesting. It's a, it's it's a good little different game, um, on the Switch itself. Um, I've been playing another game on there, but I won't talk about it too much, just because I still don't really understand the end game of it. <laughs> um, it makes no sense to what's, me. What's the name of it? Really quick. Um, it's called like um Little Inferno or something like that, and okay. it's literally. Uh, there's a fireplace in front of you, and you can you can sort of create fire, and you have to burn items. Uh, then you get coins from burning those items. Then you bring in more items, and you can combine them to get combo multipliers. There's the, I don't think there's an end game in sight. You're just burning things to get new things to burn them. It's like a pyromaniac's wet dream. This game, <laughs> it's it's so weird. Um, I played that for about 20 minutes, but yeah, it was I don't know 10 bucks on the on the um, Nintendo eShop. Best uh worst ten bucks you've ever burnt. Yeah, if prob- you will. probably yeah. Um I'd probably invest my money somewhere else. Um sadly, anyone out there looking for another game on the Switch. Don't uh don't get that one, eh? Yeah. Little Inferno. I think it's called like I'm paraphrasing loosely, but I'm pretty sure it's Little Inferno. Okay. It's like nine ninety nine or something. Not worth that. No. Just weird game. No. Great game though, ten out of ten. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the weekend? Really yeah, let's, let's talk about the weekend. So we are in Melbourne. We're here in Melbourne. Fantastic city. City of Angels, I think they call it. City of Lost Angels. Is that is that based off the Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan film,
1: loosely, do you think? Or? Uh
0: City of Angels. Uh yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's angels that come down from heaven to guide. I don't know why they come down here, actually. Why was Nicolas Cage Dead in L.A. Was he trying to guide someone to the afterlife? And I he, think so. And he fell in love with Meg Ryan,
1: as you would. She was pretty, pretty scrumptious back in those days. Sure. Or, okay.
0: Know. So you know that's happening in Melbourne. But what else happened in Melbourne was, uh, ooh, which one do we talk about first?
1: Let's talk about Saturday first. Okay, we'll talk. We'll do it in chronological mm-hmm. order. Sure, makes sense. Makes sense. It was sense. the
0: uh the uh, the first ever kind of meetup. The uh agpn uh. Meetup. Melbourne Podcast Melbourne Extravaganza. Podcast, uh, mixer Crew Networking Night thing. Yes. I yes. butchered the title. But you get the idea. Everyone came to meet up. We went to Bartronica, which is a great little bar on Flinders yes. Lane. Yes, that place is awesome. Uh, it's just like stacked with some of the coolest games, arcade games mm. from all your childhood years and then, you know, then some. Uh, TJ Teenage Minute and Institute. God, I can't speak. Teenage Mutant Ninja TMNT, Turtles was Teenage there. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tekken 1. Tekken. Po- point blank. OG Mortal Kombat. OG Marvel vs. Capcom. Time Crisis 2. They had Nintendo 64 setups. But then they had one hell of a bar. They did. One with hell a good of a drink bar. selection. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so we got to meet a lot of our good friends who've been speaking to for such a long time. Mm.
1: Uh, but finally got a, to put the face to the name. That's it. That's it. Quick shout outs to, you know, in no order of preference... Reset, Michael and Tegan from there, bunch of legends. Um, we had the guys from Dialogue Options mm-hmm. were there. We had Josh and Lauren made their way all the way up from Bendigo from OK Games. Yeah. Uh, we had... Wonderful pin, by the way. I've got a fantastic yeah. pin from Josh. We both got one. We're very, very honoured to have... Uh, their their mascot's called Winston. So that's uh, a limited edition steel Winston pin that we've got each. Yeah. So, no, thank you for that. Um, yeah, so... Lauren and, and uh, Josh from OK Games were there. Ben and Trevor from Bitstorm was there. Um, if I'm missing anyone, I apologize. I'm running on minimal sleep. There was Sam from Inconsolables. Sam was from Inconsolables. Sorry about that, Sam. Um, and apologies as well, because I thought you were sort of just a, a random drunk guy for half the <laughs> night, just sort of hanging out in the corner. Um, <laughs> but no, found out it was just me being a fool. You um, being the drunk guy. Me being the drunk guy in the corner. It it of course, got to see our old friend Dylan. We did. King. Dylan was there. Um, a couple other fans were there. It was it was awesome. It was good fun to just sit down and talk life. You know, there's a bit of podcast talk here and there, but yeah. you know, having having a laugh, having a drink, playing some games, kicking some ass at uh, at playing games, at playing games. Yeah, yeah. I am a retired, undefeated master of Crash Team Racing at Bartronica. So uh, I'll take that crown to the grave. What are you like one and oh? That's all it takes. Yeah, fair enough. All R- it takes. R- retired undefeated. That's clearly. it. That's it.
0: Uh, it was. It was fantastic to meet these people, to see them, and just to talk shop. Not really shop, but mm. more just like the stuff we love, games. Yeah, yeah. I had f- a fantastic conversation with uh, with Joel and and Karen at the front mm. uh,
1: about Persona and Final Fantasy and all that goes wrong there, and uh, mm. it was great. I love doing that. Yeah, and quick quick mention to uh from to David from Semicast as well. We had a, a pretty good in depth uh, professional wrestling discussion of all things, which was interesting. Uh, but um, yeah, be sure to check out all those pods we mentioned. They're doing some great great work. And Jamie um, Galea as well. Sorry, was there? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, Jamie. See, we, there's Man. probably like
0: twenty other people we haven't mentioned. Yeah, we're ja- both running yeah. on no sleep and plenty of. Uh, beer is still in our system. Yeah, I think.
1: Jamie does some ripple work with New Game Plus, mm-hmm. um, whether it be in front of camera, behind camera, writing pieces. Good bloke. Great bloke. Lovely. Nosy stuff, too. But you bailed early on us, Jamie. You missed out on the shots. <laughs> but anyway, that was a good time. That was fantastic. That was a good time. And that led us into Sunday. Yeah. As Saturday usually does. Mm. Very rarely does it not. Who would have thought? So uh, we woke up. We were. Picked up by our friend Michael, and uh, we met our other friend Tegan, the co-host of the Reset Gaming podcast, mm-hmm. took us to a place called Fat Bob's, had a tasty burger, and a uh, quality vanilla shake, and some Looks trimmings awful. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we were fortunate enough uh, to be guest hosts on their, their one-year anniversary episode, <laughs> uh, episode 51. Uh-huh. Uh, it is now out on the airwaves. So uh, once you're done listening to us here, find Reset a Gaming podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Have a listen to that. Hopefully, we didn't uh, taint their high quality podcast too badly. Um, but that was fun. I thought it was fantastic. That was real fun. Yeah. Probably was... a better episode than we've ever done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Probably. Um, they joined us, of course, for our. 50, uh, the episode yeah, I want to say at RTX at RTX and um, yeah we joked about joining them for theirs we missed it because it's fell on Easter um, mm. but we joined them for 51 mm. and thank you again guys for having us it was a lot of fun they are lovely and it's great to spend time with them and, and hang out it wasn't just the podcast we yeah. got to play a bit of Rocket League Brendan got to
1: oh, I didn't even your, mention that lose your RL card that's it RLV so, um, card so yeah, I'm no longer a virgin in Rocket League. That's right. I'm not very good, but I enjoy the game. And I think it's something that I could play a lot more of. Could get behind. Stupid, simple fun, but with some depth to the gameplay as well behind that stupid, simple fun. Yeah, um, Ju- just enough. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, we played some Fibbage. Yeah. We actually won Fibbage. Um, that was their last oh. ever gaming challenge. And uh, you took out the first round, then I took out the second round. Uh yes, but Michael no Tegan is the grand champion
0: of the challenges. Michael lost to Tegan. Yes, yeah. yeah so Tegan. Sorry to ruin that for everyone. Go and listen to their podcast. Oh, spoilers we'll tell you about we... it then.
1: Spoiler warning. Enough. Sorry, Enough. sorry, Enough. sorry. Enough. But um, hella fun. He- hella fun couple of days. Uh-huh. You know, sending out all the love to everyone we met over the last forty-eight hour period. Um, it was been real fun. It was good, as you said, just to put. Faces to names or, you know, text from from Twitter or, or Facebook and things like that. Mm. Now, really, really, really great down to Earth group. Um, check them all out. They're cool. well worth your time. You know, putting out quality, quality content. Um, but that was fun.
0: Yeah, That was fun. Speaking of quality content, do you have some news for us, buddy?
1: I do have some news. This
0: week's news headlines. So,
1: the first bit of news um, comes to us courtesy... Of Sledgehammer Games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, World War Two is uh, coming back to the Call of Duty franchise. So, Call of Duty, WW2 as it's currently named, mm-hmm. has been confirmed. And um, on April 26th, so what's that? In two days' time, there's going to be a worldwide reveal live stream um, featuring some of Sledgehammer Games' co-studio heads, and as well as the founders, Michael Condroy and Glenn Schofield, And there is a quote here saying, fans will be able to tune in to get a first look at Call of Duty World War II and get intel on the studio's vision for the game, end quote. So this is interesting. It is. I'm curious to see if this was planned for a while or if this is more so just seeing the success that uh, EA had with Battlefield 1, which was a freaking ripper of a game. Um, Handled the source material very, very well. Great graphics, great story, great combat.
0: Uh,
1: I think they just got to the end of the rope, really, with all of the uh, after Infinite space Warfare,
0: Age, you know, yeah. futuristic, freaking mech battles and things like that. That's true. That's like, true. Wh- where do you go from there? You can't, mm. you can't go further because that's as far as you know our imaginations usually take us when we think of that's true know, space and that's space true. exploration. So, uh, and it's going to be fresh for them.
1: Uh, mm. they haven't done since World at War, I think. Yeah, well, this is well, I, like there the, the COD franchise historical. started in World War II way yeah. back when, so it's it's sort of going back to their roots. Um, yeah, I thought it, thought an interesting thing is that Sledgehammer are doing double duty. Like last year, they did Infinite Warfare, and typically, mm. you know, Treyarch jumps in for a year, then Sledgehammer back and forth. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, you're right. That is an interesting. But uh, Sledgehammer, move. Uh, um, going at it again. Um, I think it'll be fun. I, I like. I had a ton of fun um, playing Battlefield 1, whether it be the single player campaigns or those giant, massive multiplayer online battles. Um, The fact that you're not then having laser guns and jetpacks and, as you said, mechs and all these weird, you know, unreal, for now unrealistic abilities and weaponry. The fact that it's going to be entrenched in realism, um, it's going to be gritty, it's going to be dark, it's going to be rough um i'm I'm keen i'm keen especially the single player campaign i can only imagine how heavy those um big action set pieces are they're gonna no doubt be rolling out in the uh in the campaign
0: but i remember uh, world at war they were quite heavy mm. you know uh mm. they were uh like tonally uh running yeah. through like i think it was russia you're running through yeah and it's just something else man like there's just buildings exploding and you just think this is. I'm glad this is me mm. doing this as a video game because that would have been a rough. That's it. That's it. Just just as long as time. they don't,
1: you know, try and glorify it too much. Like obviously they're known for those giant, big action bits, their set pieces, yeah. campaign missions. But yeah. just just sort of be respectful of the source material because the subject matter. Yeah, yeah, because that, people still are
0: alive today that lived this. I, I don't think. I mean, look. Of course, uh, you're right, but I don't think they're they i don't think they would i mean they've done like you said they've done it before and it's not the first game to be made about world war ii that's true it's been going on since medal of honor and probably Mm. something before that so you know anyway cool world war ii
1: yeah so um tune in this uh this wednesday april Uh 26th it's about midnight i think our time aest yeah um so yeah you'll have to you have to do some time conversions depending on where you are in the globe but um I'm not it's, it's taken up, place right. at some stage on Wednesday. Now I'm going to watch yeah. it Thursday morning before work. But you know what else, though? It's a Call of Duty
0: game, so you know what you're getting straight away. Oh yeah, straight away. Yeah. It's going to be the exact same as every other Call of mm. Duty game, whether you're in space or in, uh, you know, World War Two. It's going to be the exact same look and feel.
1: Yeah, they've they've got their formula down to a T, and it and it's proven successful. You know, they they move units like no tomorrow mm. every year, every year. Um, another little bit of news. Something that I'm exciting. Oh, excited! Sorry to get my hands on is um, Friday the Thirteenth. The game. I don't know if anyone out there has been keeping up to date with uh, with this game. Uh, it was uh, originally launched on Kickstarter and it raised uh, eight hundred thousand US dollars to get the game off the ground. It's going to be dropping on an Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC digitally on May twenty sixth. Physical copies to come shortly after. But the way the game works is it's a uh, Online multiplayer, I guess, hide-and-seek, for lack there a better term, where someone is Jason Voorhees and then the other players in the game take control of these teenage campers. Right. You're literally just going to try and survive because, as you know, Jason is a one-man wrecking machine. And then you can obviously rotate between in, in modes and levels. Very, very visceral. Holy shit. It is so gory. Anyone that hasn't checked it out, get on YouTube and check out some of the gameplay because... Some of the death animations are fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Uh, it sounds like a horror evolve, you know? Like a yeah. horror version evolve. <clears throat> yeah. Like, um, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. is There's a similar concept to that Dead by Daylight where. Well, one person's the monster. Yeah, you're either fleeing teens or, or, the, or the main demonic antagonist that just wrecks life. You know? Did, did you ever watch? Are you Friday the 13th guy? I am really not. I haven't seen a single one. Not even a single one. No, I haven't
0: seen a single one. Wow. I understand the uh, the story. Someone's explained it to me at one point or another in my life. Something about he comes out of the
1: water and grabs her in
0: the boat right as
1: they think yeah, she's safe. Yeah, so it like it's like it's he, he's you know he's the embodiment of evil. Like it way back when um, in the in the originals, um, Jason was sort of a, a slightly deformed, disabled child, and he went to summer camp. The kids teased him, and he drowned in a lake. Um, his mum went crazy, um, you know, did all kinds of hooey stuff, and and he comes back to life to seek revenge on on campers coming back to camp Crystal Lake every year. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's that's the rough premise. They've done a gajillion of them. They've even done like Jason in Space. They yeah. did Freddy vs. Jason. Some of them are so bad. It was my first foray into horror. My uncle made me watch these when I was about seven, and some of them scared the absolute piss out of me. I remember the um what's what's the
0: Halloween H two O? Oh, with Michael Myers? Yes. Okay, I remember seeing mm. that as a kid. That no, yeah, scared the, the yeah. Jesus out of me.
1: Yeah. No, there's there's some great, great famous sort of um you know bad guys in horror films. You know the Freddy Kruegers, the Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, mm. Leatherface. They're the big four, I think. S- Sauron. Sauron. Yeah. You know, Pumpkin Head, Pinhead, Vader. Darth Vader yeah mm. all the scary films all the scary films so that's coming out um, in just over a month's time I haven't got any uh, details on the pricing at the moment but um, I'm keen to give it a look keen to give it a look the developer di- diaries they've put up online on their YouTube page and whatnot are great yeah I don't know how the catch rate like the capture rate will go with it like if there's going to be a lot of people holding on to this long term or if it might become like an Evolve where you jump in have some fun for a bit and then put it down for a long period of time. Well, I think it just needs more than what you've explained. It does
0: sound like a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I haven't looked into this at all. Mm. I got to I got to take a look at this. Mm. Um Certainly. Certainly give it a give it a geezer. but yeah, I don't think I'll be getting it. Something you probably won't be getting either. Yeah.
1: Is the uh, NES classic?
0: Yeah, because Well, that to be discontinued. I'm not I didn't feel like I missed anything with that. No. I know there's a lot of people out there who are very nostalgic like taken by nostalgia and wanted to mm. get it but I think the way that that got released was just so disgusting in that you know people are able to resell these things for 150 200% what they're actually mm. worth they're just little emulators yeah. they're all just little emulators yeah I
1: I wanted one with very short uh, controller leads oh, that was a pain in the ass yeah. so stupid Um, I wanted one couldn't get one then I nearly had one. And then by that time, I'm like, you know what? I don't want one out of spite now. Yeah. To hell with this. You know? So the NES Classic is to be discontinued, but what is to follow is the SNES. So the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The SNES. The SNES. Um, so as per Eurogamer, um, they are quoted to say they're scheduled to release in Christmas this year, a la what happened with the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably going to be another limited run. Um, probably short supply on on release. Mm-hmm. Uh, build that hysteria, as you said. People are going to line their pockets that buy multiple ones of these, and then flip them on eBay or Gumtree mm-hmm. or Craigslist or wherever you are. And other people will buy them, yeah, because but, um, that's what we do. Mm, the The SNES is probably, you know, one of the consoles that's dearest to my heart. I sunk so much time on that console when I was a kid. Um, thinking of super mario brothers 3 um the donkey kong country series mario kart first broke onto there way back when um bubsy the countless fighting titles um the countless racing titles there's so many games on that i don't even know the actual amount of games that were released on that console over the years but Mm -hmm. i know it'll be you know in the thousands. In the thousands, you think? Well, at least over eight <clears> i I'll <throat> say. Over a thousand mm. titles. I'm going to vet this. Yeah, you better.
0: Cause it's uh, it's a big call. Um, Yeah, look, it it's cool. I guess we're going to get more and more of these. We're going to get a little N64. And eventually, we're going to get a little mini Wii with mini Wii Sports and mini Wii Fit. i just like a to A mini interject. Game Boy and a mini, mm. all this nonsense. I,
1: I massively overshot.
0: I I had a feeling
1: (laughs) There were 721 games released on it Thousands Is is what you said Which is still A substantial amount of games Yeah No you're right Um, But yeah Great console Nintendo Just make sure you have longer As you touched on Longer Longer leads to the controller That's it
0: Sometimes Um, size does matter Yes Not everything can be mini
1: No No But some things can out there listeners Some things can Yeah So, uh, the mini Super Nintendo Entertainment System coming your way this Christmas period. Um, You know what else is hopefully coming your way this Christmas period? What,
0: Sam? It uh, is Star Wars Battlefront Two.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Has a release date of November 11th, 2017. So, it's right
1: in time for the Christmas period. And right in time for hype leading up to The Last Jedi. Yes, that too. Because that is... uh, A month after... December? I think... It, December 15th? I think... I think.
0: Oh, did it get a date or did it just say Christmas? Nah, it's has a date. Hang on. Okay. While you look up that, I will speak to this. So, Star Wars Battlefront 2... Did you see the trailer? Yeah, December 15th in Australia. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So, a month before. Yeah. Uh, The Battlefront 2 trailer looked great. And... Uh, look, let's face it. The, the game will always be... It's going to be the same as Battlefront 1 in terms of the multiplayer. You'll mm. have access to new characters or more characters... Uh, but I think the the one thing that everyone was really wanting from Battlefront One was the story mode, the campaign mode, uh, which was one of the best aspects of the original Star Wars Battlefront games, in my opinion. At correct, least. correct. Um, in fact, you know, you couldn't really play multiplayer that well back then. Uh, you're following—I don't know the lady's name. the the the, the young lady's Eden the, Versio is the is, that, is the lead. In, is that the in assassin? 2. Yeah. Yeah, so she's uh, from the Empire. uh, After witnessing the Death Star get destroyed, it's all in the trailer. Yeah, Um, so she's part of an
1: elite unit of Empire soldiers named the Inferno Squad. The Inferno Squad. Mm. What do you think of that name? Bit on the nose, Mm. but it's fantasy sci-fi. I don't mind. (laughs) I don't mind some campiness. Uh, So you follow
0: her in the story mode?
1: Yeah, so you take the role of her. Um, I cannot remember... The uh, actress's name that uh, voice and lends her um, look to as well. Likeness, yeah. Fantastic actress, though. She was in um, Sleepy Hollow. She was Shiva Kamini in uh, The League for those fantasy football comedy fans. Um, She's been in a ton of good, good roles. She's really good in Sleepy Hollow at the moment, which is a very underrated um, sort of fantasy. Yeah, I never got on. Action, light bit of comedy in it. Well worth a watch. Well worth a watch. Is that the one with the headless horseman? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it was a um, uh, what's his name? Ichabod Crane. No, he's the main guy with the headless horseman. No, no, no. The actor. Oh, you who, mean John Noble yeah. was in
0: it? No, it was. Uh, oh God, I'm forgetting this guy. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp had a film. Oh a yeah. Yeah, 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 which
1: is a good film too. Christopher Walken played the headless horseman mm. in that film. Mm. Mm. Christina Ricci was the girl in it too. We're digressing. We are digressing. So, uh, yeah, so this, this campaign that they're talking about, that um, you take the role of Eden Versio, um, it, it takes place shortly after the events of Return of the Jedi, and it's focusing on how the remaining stormtroopers and Empire are dealing with the fallout of the Death Star 2's destruction. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be a lot of second-guessing, you know, where the allegiances lie, doubt in their cause, so on and so forth. It looks great. Looks great. The multiplayer also giving you the ability to play not only uh, Rey, but Kylo Ren, as well as sort of Luke Skywalker's and the like as well. And I'm sure a couple of new characters that'll be uh,
0: uh, introduced in, in The Last Jedi. Yeah, maybe I'm they'll sure try and someone...
1: um, roll out some of the uh, Rogue One characters again. I know mm. they were in a DLC for uh, Battlefront 1, mm. but you know that film got a lot of critical acclaim. Some great characters in there.
0: I think one of the uh, one of the other things as well is the well one of the draws is you can play as anyone throughout the Star Wars universe. That's one of the selling points. You can play as you know the, the, the characters from the prequels. They have got Darth Maul uh, on
1: the poster, don't they? Hmm. Yeah, he's he's such an underrated guy. In like it's it's a shame that he got thrown into that trilogy. Um, <laughs> you know he's been tarred with the shit brush. But he was a great, great antagonist. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic. You know, like you think of you think of that trilogy. You think of Jar Jar Binks or the, the janky CGI yeah. and things like that. Hayden
0: Christensen. Or, yeah, is that his name. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's I very what campy. he's doing with himself these days. I haven't uh, seen it's... him.
1: I think Jumper was the last film I saw him in.
0: That was his last chance, I think, to really make a goal of being a leading leading man in a film. Yeah, and yeah. No good. So now he's probably circling, circling mm. the drain somewhere.
1: I think, sadly, the the little kid that played young Anakin Skywalker that everyone loved, oh. I think he's got a real bad drug sort of addiction going on these days. He's yeah. in trouble with the law. Mm. He really had a hard run. Yeah, he copped a lot as well.
0: Poor little bloke. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's yeah. Lucas's mm. fault. Hell of a pod racer though. Oh, did race you see like him? There's no tomorrow. Yeah, he's the only human who could do it. Mm. I think we've I think we've exhausted all of us to I shit. think so. Yeah. I think so.
1: Something um <laughs> okay. something moving on that's, I guess a, a, a very uh, hot topic hot uh, is Twitch. And Twitch have come out and uh, have been quoted in saying they're introducing two, two additional ways for communities to support their favorite partnered streamers. So instead of the typical $4.99 subscription uh, bracket, they've now added two more which is $9.99 and $24.99 US. So substantial jumps, you know, that's a lot of scratch. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of scratch out there for people. Um, But these new subs allow you to support streamers you love while partners are able to reward their super fans with perks like special emotes. This program will be launching soon as an opt-in beta so partners can try it out and give their feedback, end quote. So it's a dicey topic that we could probably unpack on a special episode (laughs) in greater detail i think but um yeah i don't know it's
0: yeah what's your what's your initial gut feeling because you know you know what mine is
1: i'm i'm sort of a bit iffy to a degree with some of the whole twitch culture community twitch in general yeah Um, i love that it gives people platforms to genuinely create communities and um you know i guess try and make a career out of it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But they need to police the donations and the subscription levels somehow. I know it's probably going to be impossible. It'll never happen. But, you know, any, any person of any age could um, register onto this and they could be using all the money they could to support these passions um, or these, you know, online friendships they have with these streamers. Yeah, that's uh, the that's the that's that's what's being sold, mm. really. And no doubt, like there is there is a lot of genuine Twitch streamers out there. I'm not trying to like tar them all as you know money grabbing yeah. thieves or anything like that. There's, no, there's of course a ton not, of great people out there that do some awesome work. There are, but um, yeah, I
0: I like Twitch as a platform. I mm. think that uh, it's fantastic that it exists. I like the idea that I can watch an eSport tournament. You know, or a, a fantastic, uh, competitive, you know, professional level game of a game I like, uh, match of a game I like, I should say. I like that there are streamers that uh, are good enough to show how they do things, or people who experiment with it. Mm. But then there's the the just seedy underbelly of people who literally just want to make a quick buck. Mm. And I think for a long time, um, you know, Twitch has done next to fuck all to sort of protect people against those people. uh, Because it really does give the rest of the platform a bad name. Hmm. Um, You know, the idea that donations at all, you know, are garnered through these things still astounds me to a degree. And I think Twitch should have been policing this a long time ago because the amount of money that moves through Twitch is phenomenal. I can only imagine.
1: Like, I don't have any any figures of what Twitch brings in. No, no one... Where do you get that...
0: How how do you capture that? Because all of it's done through third party mm. donators. They could yeah. never tell you how much yeah, you know no, these people earn. But they'd be you know able it's... to give
1: you obviously the subscription amounts, but yeah, yeah, as far as donations and the fact that there's so many different you know stream tip and and sort of all these other ones that you can put in as yeah. a little um, hyperlink uh, to shoot through. Yeah, it's... and
0: frankly, it's like I I've never seen a stream that's worth more than five dollars a month. You know what I mean? I mm. think that if you know even pro level, pro Mm. level, you're getting paid by sponsors, you're getting paid for the tournament winnings or what have you. That's it, that's it. I know this is kind of dismissive, but like if you're doing it and you're not quite at that level, but you're, you know, like a variety streamer or whatever the Mm. hell that means, five bucks a month is not not actually that bad. You get $2.50 out of it, You've got mm. a thousand people watching it, it's two and a half grand a month. That's not bad. Yeah. For sitting that's more down than what and some people. Video games. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that and if you know, that's mm. not enough money, well that's your decision. You go out and get a job somewhere yeah. else. You know, we all have to work.
1: That, that's that's a very valid statement. That, that that part where you mentioned what amount of content or what justifies twenty four ninety nine over four ninety nine. Yeah. You know, what's what's the metric that you use to say I'm only going to pony up X to Y because I'm not getting anything more than well, watching some witty banter or some cool tournaments or well,
0: what. I, it's, it's, I, might, I might like sound like a bit of a flip-flop here for a moment, but I actually don't hate this idea of 10 and $25 subscriptions because I think it gives Twitch an avenue where they can control the amount of money that's going towards these
1: streamers. But these are decided by the streamers. Yes. yes. So, so Twitch aren't saying you've got... 10,000 subs or 10 subs. No, no, no. You can only do 499
0: But what, what they are saying is that the money is now going to move through us mm. and there's a, a very clear understanding of what the transaction is in that you're paying for this streamer and we will give you access to this inside the Twitch platform, which, I mean, look, it's bullshit. Special emo- emojis, go fuck yourself. That, that's all but, you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, no, like if that's all you're getting for an extra 15 bucks or 20 bucks yeah, a month, so, like, you do what
1: you want with your money. But- so help a partner unlock emotes faster. So for nine ninety nine, um um 9.99 subs are worth two subscriber counts. And yeah. twenty four ninety nine are worth six subscriber accounts. Yeah. So you know you're getting them in half the time or one sixth of the time. Yeah. Um, to get those emote tiers,
0: but at least at least I
1: think it it's
0: a way that there's a bit more oversight and hopefully there's a few more, uh, uh, you know, user policies put in place that can protect people who are actually paying money. It's better than, you know, stupid one dude spending a thousand dollars in one single donation on one person Mm. to get a a, hey how are you thank you so much and a you know a snapchat from them you know that's so i have so many problems with this culture
1: it's something i think we should unpack in more detail in another episode just break it down um it's so polarizing because
0: you speak to people about twitch and they either love it and are all for it and think that it's fantastic and perfect or you just get unsettled by exactly what kind of happens. It's very polarizing. Mm. Anyway, we've been serious enough and I'm way too hungover to keep this conversation going. Okay. That specific one.
1: We've got a pretty ideal segue here um, moving from Twitch into eSports. And at the 2022 Asian Games, eSports is going to be an official medal event at the 2022 Asian Games. The 19th Asiad.
0: The is 19th what they, is what they say in the description uh, when I when I Google this, mm,
1: taking <laughs> place in uh, Huangzhou in China. Uh, it's it's yeah the first sort of foray into video games taking a bit more of a uh, serious approach in um, athletic based competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they haven't had any any sort of further information about what games they're going to be uh, bringing into this structures so on and so forth yet, but um. It's very interesting, you know. It's cool. Change, change is evident, you know. It, yeah, esports and video games are being taken a lot more seriously. You know, ESPN stream and broadcast live um, esports tournaments. Uh, professional athletes and celebrities are buying tournaments to sort of run and and sort of try and, um, you know, whether they're they're fans of the genre or they can just see the the money making potential in it it's it's an area that's just on the up and up it's
0: it's it, it's really cool you think about uh just the evolution of uh, big big sports competitions like the olympics and how they're constantly adding and removing sports that are user friendly i think taekwondo was added only in like 2000ish and mm. then later taken away if i'm not mistaken yeah sadly there's it's...
1: there's no taekwondo at the asian games either i'm just looking at sort oh, really? of the um some of the events here um that are, that are sort of taking on so there's uh it seems very oh uh, hang on sorry martial arts are getting brought back in in 2018 oh there you go there you go uh,
0: yeah um i suppose it's not too unbelievable it's just really cool mm. uh to see the sports there oh judo's there is it judo's there So if you're at the 19th asiad mm. uh and we're there let's catch a judo match
1: yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I'm just looking at some of the sports that are coming in in 2018. Do they have shooting? They do. Yes, they have shooting since shooting? 1954. Okay. Um, they've got skateboarding in 2018. Hey, they've got card sports in 2018. I'm not sure if that's like, you know, magic or if we're talking like poker here. I can I tell you. Know. I can tell you it's not magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they've got football, field hockey. So they've got the usual foray, um, into Typical summer sports that you see at the Olympics yeah. and whatnot. But then there's a few other obscure ones. Roller sports, for instance. Um, that's, not, that's not obscure. But what would you define roller sports
0: Roller as? sports, haven't you ever seen them like uh, the people who roll around the uh, like Oh, like Stephen circle? Bradbury
1: sort of styles, but on rollerblades or skates instead of ice skates? Yeah, I guess. I don't know who mm. Bradbury is the Aussie guy that won the winter gold when everyone fell over but cuz he was so far behind he missed the accident and won the gold what a champion it's the best underdog story like in the universe it's it's a fucking <laughs> ripper
0: anyway uh yeah look mm. the, again the 19th asiad in 2022 2022 esports will be there yes and they'll get medals in they'll what? get gold medals yeah. and they'll stand on a podium and they'll
1: sing the national anthem that's it in what capacity um, will eSports be there we don't know we don't know what title we don't know you know how it's going to work especially see and you think about some teams like they're not all typically like you know professional eSports teams they're not usually all of the same nationality you know you can get a you can get a mishmash. Where you might have a couple of guys from from the Asian region, maybe playing with an American guy or an Australian guy. Yeah, but you would Some have you'll have to have national. teams. It happens the
0: same way it happens in sport, though. You've got your you've got your you know your domestic leagues, mm. which are made up of you know international players. Mm. But then when you get caught up to the big leagues, you know there's a selection and only specific people uh, who meet the criteria, yeah. i.e., are from that country, can be selected. So for I think sure. that'd be for yeah. sure how they do
1: it. Mm, maybe they could do StarCraft one-on-one battles.
0: I would be surprised if StarCraft uh, wasn't selected. That's such a mm. big one.
1: Obviously... Um, Especially because it's the Asian games, you know. There's such an Asian-focused de- um, you know, community there. Like, that is the hub of StarCraft. Yeah. you know, Through Korea and things like that, that's where...
0: League of Legends and Dota 2. I'd be interested to see which yeah. one, if not well, both, get in because they're huge, obviously. CSGO is another big that's one. That's
1: where I was leaning towards as well, yeah. yeah. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so that wraps up the news for the week. Let's jump into some new releases dropping uh, this calendar week from the 24th of April. Yo. Uh, so the first one, Snopper Ghost Warrior 3 drops on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. Outlast Trinity, so that's uh, the original Outlast as well as the two DLCs um, dropping on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC as well. Uh, the next one, uh, where we're probably going to lose Reese for the next couple of months too, is Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War 3. Drop it on the PC on the 27th of April. Dragon Quest Heroes 2. Dropping on PlayStation 4 and uh, PC on the 28th. Mm -hmm. Also on the 28th is Little Nightmares on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. The next one, which I cannot wait to get my hands on, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Drop it on the Switch on the 28th. You already own it, don't you? Yeah. I've got a uh, media copy that should hopefully be you know at my door no, did not you get home. it on the Wii U though? oh I already own it on um, <clears throat> on Wii U so you've played it I've played it but we've also played the Switch version and it feels so great just yeah. feels so responsive yeah, and meant for the it's Switch it's tight it's tight uh, the next one Puyo Poyo Tetris is dropping on 28th of April on PlayStation 4 and the Switch and the last one for this week is Valhalla Hills definitive edition on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on April 28th so moving on Mm-hmm. the only event that i care about this week there's probably a few more but i've uh, got lazy and hadn't looked apologies <laughs> about that guardians of the galaxy volume 2 hits cinemas this thursday april 27th but for anyone here i'm not sure if there's um early screenings um abroad but here in australia anyone uh, that's got an event cinemas close to them they're doing uh early screeners from today so, you can get out and watch Guardians of the Galaxy a couple of days early if you want at all event cinemas, or I guess the main hub event cinemas um, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, the like. Not mm-hmm. sure about some of the other locations, but I'm keen as beans to watch that this week. It looks a lot of fun. looks like a lot of excited. fun. Super yeah. excited. Super excited. The first one was a ripper, and it just, uh, the, I guess the unexpected success of that film has, you know, sort of strapped a rocket to its back, and it's, you know, it's sort of almost one of the main. Um, focuses in that Marvel cinematic universe now um, great cast yeah
0: it was uh, yeah it was better than the Avengers I think yeah
1: it's it's just got such a, a funky Star Warsy, fun light action-y comedy vibe to it I just love it love it cannot wait Chris Pratt just kills it mm-hmm. um, you know they all kill it even Dave Bautista who can't act to save his life is actually really good as Drax Vin Diesel best performance ever yeah uh, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't go on to set and cause dramas there like he does at Fast and the Furious, but anyway, <laughs> you know. He, he he just got a stranglehold on that franchise. What he what does he do though? Um, from all the reports and things I've I've read and the dirt sheets that are out there. He's so egotistical He me? he he'll go to set late, like they'll be shooting at say six, he'll roll in at ten, um, then he'll shoot and then he'll be like, No, nah, I didn't like that, let's recut it. He'll he, but then he slanders other people for getting there late. Um, sounds like me really harsh yeah <laughs> a little bit of Vin in you Sam Diesel Um, Vin Abraham I don't know which one we're going to work with Um, but yeah I think he's just a son of a bitch to work with it's just all about him yeah Um, you know he's just taken hold of the success of Fast and Furious and probably believing it's on him yeah mm. I couldn't give a rat's ass if he wasn't in the franchise no one could you could be the new lead in Fast and Furious and people still go out and watch it yeah I can do it now family <laughs> it's all about the family just go back and make another pitch black you wanker that's where you were good
0: <laughs> like he sucks he's so bad anyway alright Vin Diesel sucks God in the Galaxy doesn't
1: check it out this week yes this week, this week. Um, so moving on to our
0: iTunes review of the
1: week okay coming to us from the land of Australia by iTunes user JD4521 um, what are we going to say The JD stands for Uh, Just Dance Just Dance That's nice Job description Mm. I think you've you've Knocked it out of the park Straight away So we'll just go with Just Dance 4521 The iTunes review Headline reads Fighting the good fight Giving us that 5 stars out of 5 stars So thank you for that And the review reads The best thing about This podcast Is the unfiltered Opinions by the team They provide honest Opinions on games Regardless of If they are In fact good Or utter garbage With a steady flow of games being released, it certainly helps getting these hot takes, in parentheses, prior to release to ensure I'm not wasting cash looking at you, No Man's Sky. Keep up the more than adequate work, exclamation point. So Just Dance 4521, thank you for the uh, fantastic uh, criticism and uh, words. Criticism and words. I don't know where I'm going here. No, you're you're distracted know. on your phone
0: looking at... I no, no, know, no. God I'm reading what. it. I'm reading it. And thank you very much, Just Dance.
1: Yeah, like... We, um, we try and
0: give honest opinions.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's something... We know, struggle we with wanna, sometimes. We, we want to die on that hill. Like, I. I we want to die on that hill? No, like, we, we stand by that. Like, the fact that we're not going to sell out and say something's good when it's not, or, you know, deflate something unnecessarily when it is good, you know? I... I like that we're, you know, three or four people, two people for today, for example, um, where we provide opinions that, yeah, aren't afraid to go against the grain or ruffle some feathers. You know, if a game's great, we can say it's great. If it's not, we'll say it's not. Like, I'm not under any false pretense that we need to try and appease to to publishers and developers. You know, like in in my professional life, if I'm not doing a good job, Someone tell me what I'm doing your I'll take that on board. Let's crit- let's critique each other right now. Let's give our okay. opinions about each other. Okay. Just
0: to prove what you're saying. Mm. All right. So, I-, I like you. You're okay. Thank you. Sometimes you're a bit, you know, a bit narky with the whole, come on, Sam, get up. You know, you're
1: running late. Yeah. yeah. I-, I can admit I could probably loosen that grip. But-
0: I could have I- I uh, really used a couple of extra hours
1: sleep today. You're well, like, oh, we gotta, we gotta record a podcast. You your, your favorite, uh, famous last words last night when you walked out the door were, you know, oh, I should be back around midnight. It's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a big one. No, it's not gonna be a, oh, big, it's one, gonna be a big one. Sorry, you know, I'm only gonna have a few. I'm not feeling it. And then 5am rolls around and I get the phone call. Hey, I'm, I'm outside. Let me in. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> worth it, but worth it. Because you know, life's meant to be enjoyed. Brendan. Here I am, lying awake, worried. <laughs> your buddy dead in a ditch somewhere. Well, you know you're a worrywart. I know. That's your that's your cross to bear. Just care about my people. JD, thanks very much for the re- the review. Uh, and it does go a long way for us. We do appreciate you know you taking the time and writing in. And we appreciate everyone who takes the time and writes in. We do. In. So yes, we, we. I fully understand that it's not an, like a natural instinct to write a review. I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts and. Uh, love them and still haven't written reviews for them and that's my bad and I'm going to mm. do that I'm going to fix that I'm, I'm the same I've, I feel
1: bad being a sort of silent listener like
0: knowing that. knowing how much it actually helps a podcast yeah because uh, it really does it helps us stay relevant and helps us uh, you always say it's our lifeblood it is Um. so we, we, we really appreciate anyone who takes the time to do that and, and again JD thank you very much fantastic
1: uh, and really lovely words mm. So so please keep those reviews coming in um on the iTunes. Those subscriptions, as Sam said, they they keep us uh keep us ticking. You know, they're our right. lifeblood. But um if you aren't on iTunes, we are on every other platform. You know, SoundCloud, Google Play for the people outside of Australia, uh, Stitcher, Player FM. We're everywhere. Just just search, you'll find the Hungry Games. You'll see that big obnoxious purple dinosaur giving Craig. you the giving you the FU with the power glove on. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't muck around. So Thank you for that review. And yes, I wholeheartedly agree on No Man's Sky. Fuck that game. Hello Games, you've got a lot of, uh, you know...
0: A lot of splaining to do. Exactly, exactly. Um, or is it, is it them or is it Sony?
1: I think it's Sony. I think it's, there's a bit of both. But Sony have pretty well, I think, washed their hands of it. You know, they, they keep moving. They'll have another big title to focus on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Sean Murray and Hello Games and all those guys, I, I know probably you didn't have control over everything. With that big No Man's Sky machine, but come on, don't don't go radio silent for months after the release when you're getting panned and criticised. You know, take it on the chin or provide some insight on what happened. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's NDAs. I don't know. But anyway, it's a shame because that game could have been something special. And it's too little, too late for No Man's Sky. It's gone. It's in the <laughs> bin. See you later. Uh, speaking of see you later, do you want to say anything? And before we... Uh, Get moving here. Got anything else uh, you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, No. No, not off the top of my head. Anything coming up this week of, of note, ex- exciting that you want to want pre-warn us about for next week?
0: Going to get back to Sydney. That's true. Gonna. I feel like you're like uh, angling for me to actually say something, and I'm not sure if, if that's right or if you're just genuinely asking. Genuinely. Just genuinely, genuinely asking. Just... You know, I, uh, I care. Uh, no. You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to take it easy this week. Cool, yeah, it's my week off uh, uni, which is nice, mm. and, uh, and hopefully work will be kind to me as well. Because <laughs> fingers
1: crossed, yeah, fingers crossed. That's always good. Yeah, and um, happy Anzac Day to everybody out there. Oh, it's a fantastic I knew you were angling.
0: <laughs> you baited me so well. Anzac Day, twenty fifth of April. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't, anyone outside of Australia, it's the day we celebrate our veterans, mm. our war veterans from uh, from the First World War, uh, and, and, and 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 any and war, since any war, and since yeah. yeah. Um, the Australian New Zealand Army Corps, the Anzacs, yeah. the Diggers.
1: The Diggers. Yeah. Yeah, so have some fun. Be safe. Um, Australians out there on Anzac Day, you know, it can get pretty rowdy. You know, two up and copious amounts of drinking, especially if you go to a dawn service, then kick on from there. Just just be safe. Yeah. Um, have fun. Look after yourself and everyone around you. And be, and be respectful. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, especially if you are at a Try dawn service or something where they're playing the last post, don't say anything. Yeah. shut up and respect the situation at hand alright um, but anyway uh, a couple of quick uh, shout outs and a little bit of housekeeping before we move on so I wanted to give a quick mention to a Twitch streamer based out of New Zealand called Rootism um, he's doing some stuff that is unlike anyone that I've personally seen on Twitch so he is making controllers to play a whole host of games um, from just various in-house daily items so mm-hmm. he played um overwatch the other day for example as diva and he made a controller out of dorito chips and mountain dew so each one of those dorito um, chips was a different input like um, move shoot things like that he turned his car into a forza controller and he played forza in his car so he sat in the driver's seat and the accelerator and the brake and the steering wheel were mapped to the xbox or the pc controller inputs and he was playing forza on it like this guy is something else holy shit something else and he is well worth your time on twitch so yeah. it's rudism oh. so it's r-u-d-e-i-s-m fantastic guy from new zealand really really friendly really um positive towards his community and he's just a wizard this guy like you know sometimes i forget how to tie my shoes and he's making a controller out of a fucking bag of chips like, yeah it's it's ridiculous <laughs> It's ridiculous. So give him a look. And um, another quick shout out to Tegan and Michael from Reset. Yes. Congratulations on the one year anniversary. Go give their podcast a listen. It's the 51st episode. They're taking a week off after this. Um, hopefully we didn't derail their show too heavily. Um, but give them a spin. Give those other potties mentioned a spin that we talked about earlier from the meetup. Mm-hmm. You know, just just show some support. Every listen, every like, every subscription matters. You know, it's all good fun. But um, check us out as a whole. We're 8-Bit on all the channels. YouTube.com forward slash we're 8-Bit. Sam's got his debut. Hollow Knight. Let's play up there. Hey, I do. So go over and give that finally, a watch. Give him some criticism.
0: Finally happened. Uh, you can get Ali at Miss Ali Hart. A mm-hmm. uh, lovely Ali Hart. A um, uh, lovely Reese Kirby. I was going to say Reese Smith. Reese Smith. Uh, at Reese 8-Bit. 8-bit. Yep. Uh, so get him there. Get Bre- me at Brendan
1: 8-Bit. Yep. Salim, Abraham. That's it. Until uh, till next week, 8-Bit Nation. Mm-hmm. Much love and stay hungry. You've been listening
0: to The Hungry Gamers, an exclusive podcast from 8-Bit. Be sure to check out 8-Bit.net for all your video game and pop culture related needs. Additional Hungry Gamers episodes can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. While you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls.